Welcome to Level Up Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland. As we step into the bright new year of 2024, we're thrilled to guide you on a journey of growth and transformation. This year, we're all about elevating our game. Expect engaging episodes packed with actionable tips, inspiring stories, and innovative strategies to help you achieve your personal and professional goals. Whether it's mastering the art of goal setting, exploring the latest trends, or learning from industry experts, our mission is to empower you with the knowledge and motivation you need to soar to new heights. Get ready to think big, level up, and make 2024 your most successful year yet. Let's embark on this exciting journey together. Last year, we were rated top 10% and global rank on most popular shows out of 3 million podcasts. Thanks to you. Also, we are here to let you know that you can work with us with writing our anthology. It starts on February 1st, and we have a very limited seat. So as a loyal listener to Level Up Podcast, if you add the code VIP2024, it will give you a $50 discount. If you get four friends to join you, you can be part of our anthology for free. They just need to let you know that you refer them to me and then you can visit lua by duckleland.com click here after the level up words and there you are i hope to see you and work with you on february 1st have a fantastic day yes april is amazing right are you are you sure you're ready positive Well, hi, CJ. Hello, Avril. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And it's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thanks so much. And I can almost guarantee you, we will not be doing karaoke at the end of this. Oh, darn. Oh, I was going to make you sing like something really <laughs> cool. <laughs> I like listening to something really cool. But, you know, other than the shower, that's when my singing happens. Oh, man. Okay, let's go to the shower. Let's go sing her a little bit and just your head bopping. <laughs> must be the residents. <laughs> I know, that is so funny. Well, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. And I wanted people to know. So let's go ahead and write to it. Think back 20 years ago and find your timeline, right? Something significant changes in your life that you were, that made you come here today. Like where you are today helping other business owners. Yeah. I'm actually going to pop back a little further than that. Um, okay. But I'm also going to start with what I think is one of the most important things is knowing your purpose and why. And so to get, I'll, I'll clear that up about mine. And it, and I really only discovered that full purpose and, and why I'm here. And it's, it's, uh, it's to help companies and people level up. But my purpose is to challenge people's existing beliefs so they can choose to embrace and live a, a bigger vision in their business and in life. Um, and that purpose for business, um, it's why I get up in the morning and why I do what I do. And it's also the foundation of that purpose started years and years ago, um, quite literally in my childhood. Um, little story here to, to set the, the thing. But um, when I was six years old, my parents separated for the first time. And I was the oldest of, of, of three couple of sisters, and it was great. But one of the biggest challenges in their marriage was financial. By any means, it wasn't the only one. But my dad was an entrepreneur, and he knew virtually nothing about marketing and getting new clients. And I 
I remember him saying things like, um, a new client comes through luck and being in the right place at the right time. And, you know, that did <laughs> that approach doesn't do a lot to keep a business going. Um, and a little insecurity from my mother's perspective. And eventually uh, the, 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 their relationship crumbled. And again, for a number of reasons, but the financial one was a, was a big part of it. And uh, so fast forward, you know, a couple of three decades later, and I'm in a marriage with a beautiful wife, two lovely kids, um, a wonderful home, and we're having some financial challenges. I've been in the photography business for more than 20 years. And guess what? My approach was to marketing was be in the right place at the right time, and it's all about luck. Well, as you can imagine, that didn't work out very well from a financial perspective. Um, and ev eventually, um, you know, the, my business, even though I loved it, was a little less than, I'll say, prosperous. And then the marriage failed. But a big thing came out of that, and it was... It wasn't long after that, that that I really delved into marketing. And as I said, there, there was none of that in, in my photography business. We didn't have business plans. We certainly didn't have a marketing plan. And, uh, and you know, I mean, it, it was one of those things, that era of my time that I saw marketing as, a, as an icky thing. It wasn't something you want to do. You know, if you're good at your job, you just had to show up and and everybody else had come along, but you know, that's the field of dreams and they make movies of that, but it's got nothing to do with reality, you know? So uh, what, what happened is that's part of when we started uh, Viral Lessons uh, because we knew we had so much by that time uh, to, to offer uh, businesses. And, you know, there's, there's a bottom line here and, and, and since finances is one of the, one of the top three reasons for divorce in, in companies, we hope that we can help businesses grow, level up, and uh, you might even, you know, um, eliminate uh, that one that one reason for it. Take a little pressure off and allow more joy into the lives of the owners, employees, and families of businesses. So that's that's why, you know, that's that's the the reason for this. I've experienced, I've gone through this, and I know there's better ways now. So. I'm glad you said the why, you know, like the why of why you're doing it. And sometimes, you know, when we are looking or when we're desperate and we're looking for answers, mm -hmm. we literally are taking everyone's opinion. And then because we are out of opinions and out of thoughts because we're just in the trenches. Right. Right. And then we try to take everyone's opinion and then you get overwhelmed. And then now you're even deeper into your issues because it's like, well, how am I going to fix it? There's no quick fix. There are sometimes quick fix. Like when you're hungry, you got to eat, right? Like you can't wait two years to eat, right. right? You have to eat. But there are things like your problem where you're projecting to other people um, and it becomes a bigger issue because it's really not their problem. It's your problem that you need to fix. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you said that. And now that you're here, you know, you, you took your experiences and said, I'm going to have a pregnant pause. I'm going to take a look what is happening with my life. And I'm going to help others figure out the way to also, you know, market and have strategies. So let's go to that, right? Where our title is Adapting and Thriving While Igniting Marketing Strategies in the Post-COVID Era. Um, how was your business and how were you helping people 
before COVID, during COVID, and now after COVID, has any of the strategies changed? Well, you know, I, I, yeah, the way we present, yes, our strategies have changed. Although I start with a foundation and that foundation, I think, has been there all along for, for businesses. We just don't embrace it very much, you know, and, and that's a basic marketing, the essential marketing tools that we need. Um, so how did it change? I think it changed at least our outlook on it. When COVID happened, we saw the effect on small businesses. That happened very quickly. And our, our market generally was more medium-sized, B2B. And, um, and what we found, there's, there's people that had been in business for, you know, four or five years, perhaps, and they were doing okay. But, you know, some of them went out of business of COVID. We, we dealt with a bunch of people that just put everything on hold. It was like, well, stop, let's wait, you know, which I don't believe was the best strategy because it wasn't as noisy during COVID. You know, you could get your message out a lot more. But what we really help businesses, um, I think, embrace is the best terminology is, is these essential tools um, for uh, for business. And, you know, one of the one of the ones that people balk at most. And I think I mean, you certainly know who your audience is, CJ. And a lot of companies believe they know that. But knowing your client is the most important thing you can possibly start with. After you know your purpose and your why, you've got to know who you're go who you're going after because you know you can't message to everybody with a single message, and uh, that's one of the I think it's it's the most important one because if you don't know your who your clients are, how are you going to set a strategy up to connect with them? You know how are you going to brand your company? If you don't know who your audience is, how are you going to speak on social media? You know, you'd be all over the place if you weren't targeting who you're talking to. And if you don't know who your clients are, how are you going to generate leads to get more of them? You know, you can't do it in in, uh, you know, in the in the version of, oh, I'm my my uh, my business, my product, my service is good for everybody in the world doesn't work. You've got to target and have a number of target markets. And we help a lot of the businesses um, reframe who they're going after. That's one of the biggest things. I love this conversation because I get asked all the time, who's your target market? And if you really think about my target market, it's everyone. <laughs> and yeah. that is the, the funny, but I do niche it down to three buckets, right? Because everyone can level up. I don't care what industry you are in. It doesn't Agreed. matter, yep. right? But but I'm very specific because not everyone wants to help themselves or level up themselves. So we let's get that started. They want to, but they don't know how. And that's why I'm here. But yeah. my my thing is, because I've been an educator for so long, I have seen what education landscape is at. And yeah. some of these classes that you will take is five to $10,000 that I teach. Not everyone can afford that, can they, right? right? They can't. So then what I do is, is extrapolate my professional experiences, which most people are like, how do you do that if you're an educator? I said, you don't understand how I roll. I have two, three jobs. I have two full-time jobs and one part-time jobs at all times since I was 20. I'm close to 50 guys, okay? I know, don't laugh at me like, yeah, you're lying to your age. No, I'm not, okay? So here's the thing. I'm not have to prove it to you either. Here's the thing. When I work the, the the sector of corporate world, I've seen what is lacking, right? They're like, 
oh my God, all these people have bachelor's degree. They're so dumb. They don't even know what they're doing. Probably true. Probably true. Right. And then the the edu- the people who are needing a job, they're like, I need this master's degree and I need it. You don't need it to level up. You need to hone in your skills on what is appropriate for the job you are looking for. Mm-hmm. That bachelor's degree will give you the checkbox. It's like, you know, when you need to open the door, do you need to bulldoze the door? No, you need a key to open the door. Right. Let's just be honest. That key is your degree. You don't need a degree to work. You're right. But in this society that we're in, okay, the norm is you have to have at least a minimum of a bachelor's degree, right? Before it was high school. Like everyone has to have a high school degree. However, I want to talk about tech. Tech, you don't need a degree to be in tech if you're really good at what you're doing, by the way. You're really good architect and engineer. None of you, like Bill Gates and all of them, some of them don't even have a degree and they're billionaires, right? But you're not it. Right. There was a rare species right now. That's what I call them. OK. Right. Here's the thing. Degree just opens the key. Right. Right. But like you said, you have to niche it down. So my niche is three. The students who are coming in know what your degree is going to give you. OK. Don't take a history degree and expect to do science when you come out. It's just not going to work. Right. And a lot of people get a bunch of degrees because they don't know what they want at the beginning. And that's where I'm trying to save them. Like, hey, let's talk. If you're going back to school, let's dig deeper. Nobody even do that. Who do you see an academic advisor? They ask you like, oh, what do you want? Oh, you're into marketing? Sure. Are you going to go in business? That's not really, you know what I mean? Or, oh, you like sciences? Sure. We put you in biology. What if they don't like biology? They just Mm -hmm. like science, right? Nobody's listening. You see, that's where I want to capture them. And the people who are already in the education system in the first two years, Right. That's your thing like, oh, this is a fork. You can go either way on your master's degree or or your concentration. Well, maybe you want to do business. Maybe you want to be a doctor. What kind of doctor? There's a lot. Right. Now you have to like dig deeper. No one talks to you about that. But then that's where I think your marketing strategy also helps people, not just business, is what do you want? Well, yeah, I mean, what, what what you said, you brought up things like engineers and stuff. I and mean, think about professional services, lawyers, doctors, um, um, accountants, uh, things like that, and engineers. They're taught their expertise, you know. But when they go into business, rest assured, you know, they don't know anything about business. They've never been taught. And if they don't know anything about business, they know even less about marketing. So when they go in there, we have a good saying, look, you know, Look to who, not how. So you don't have to do it all yourself. Look to the people that have expertise and they can give you that and you choose to do. We have a a lot of programs that we offer and they're DIY. Somebody can listen to them because there's a lot of business people that, small business people, solopreneurs that for one or two reasons, one, they, they may not have the financial backing to hire somebody, but they also think they have to do it all themselves, you know? And that, that's that, and you don't, you, you, you know, reach out to the experts. So that's, uh, that's a big thing we do. So we have these programs that they, they can do that, but we also work with our clients on the, on these programs, you know, knowing how to find your, uh, you hear that you said, what's your avatar? And people say, oh yeah, just market your avatars. But nobody tells you how to find out and define who that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you must is that a game? Is, is this a movie? What, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, it's about digging deeper and really refining all of that. And once you've done that, then you take 
take it to the next step. And you can set a, a strategy up about how you're going to connect with these people. You know, it's a step-by-step -step process. And don't expect to be taught any of that in school, even if you're doing business degrees, you know? No, you don't. Because um, except for my class, uh, <laughs> in my class, I will create an avatar with you because I, um, that's why people are like, why do you have so many degrees? I said, listen, the name of the game is, okay, I didn't create the game or the rules of the game. The rules of the game in education is you cannot teach a class you haven't taken. Right. Now, you see where I'm going with this? How many degrees I have? I have a master's in counterterrorism and cybersecurity. I have an MBA, right, in organizational leadership. I have a doctorate in international business. I have a bachelor's in communications. Do you see where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. Is I can teach all classes, all in business, because I've taken all this class. So now I'm trying to get another master's in psychology. So you know what's coming to you. Right, right. So which of these, I mean... You know, I know it, you can't give me the answer. It's like, I love all my children equally. Of course you do. Which of, these, where, which of these degrees and areas of expertise really speak from your heart, though? All of them. Well, that's like saying, of course, I love all my children. But, yeah, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. My bachelor's degree, I wanted to be a journalist until I found my, I was an editor. I was a chief editor. I was public speaker since I was, I compete in my state up on public speaking. And then someone told me, oh man, you're Asian. I don't know if you can go into journalism on TV. Oh man, you're five feet tall. You need to be blonde, five, eight, slim. <laughs> I'm like, I'm slim. What are you talking about? But I am five feet tall, like, you know, that just killed my dream. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But I love public speaking. So I went to communications. Communications actually, to me, was harder than my business statistics class. I love math anyway, but I was like, huh, you have to do this and that? What, what is happening? And I learned so much from there. And I extrapolate those classes, some, not all, some of the classes because of the teachers that I've had to actually do that. that but that killed my dream of journalism, okay? And then um, during that time, I double major. So most people don't do double majors anymore. I did. I had computer software programming. I love computers. So I program. But because of life, I had to quit my, my computer software program. I had four classes to get a double major graduate, but I didn't. I'm like, whatever. But because I had time, I double dipped during my bachelor's to get my master's classes. And then when I got my master's, I only had one year instead of two and a half years. So with that MBA, what I actually learned from that class, which I met um, a captain of the Navy and, and basically said, you can actually take this organizational skills right now because you're a manager at Geico. I was a manager at 20, uh, mm -hmm. 22. And I took those classes specific because I was managing people and I needed to know how to manage people. And I didn't know that you don't manage people by productivity. You manage people by their attitude productivity will come. Okay. Like when you're a manager, like I want to be a manager. No, no. You need to know people to manage people, not the productivity. You're good at productivity, but when you become a manager, you're not managing productivity. Really productivity comes after it's the attitude you're managing. Right. So that and one so, I learned. And so many managers are elevated to that point where they have no desire to do that. You know, mm -hmm. they may have been successful in in the area that they're working with in a corporation, for instance. And as you're really good, let's put you into management. And like, That's not my skill. And mm -hmm. you're right. They don't know how to deal that. And nobody really trains them either. Mm -hmm. You know, nope. so, yeah, I get I get that. And it's strange. You were going back to about 
in essence, they were they were laying out an archetype for you. Here's what you know in your journalism days. Here's the demographic. You must be you know five foot six, blonde, and uh, you can talk that. And you know, as opposed to looking at, well, wait a minute, what are the values this person brings? And that's one of the biggest things in determining, you know, who your target markets are when you really get down to those individual ideal clients, for instance. What values do they share? Not their demographics, you know, not are they male, female? Those are very divisive kind of forms. You mm-hmm. know? What values do they share? You know, when a business looks around and that and that's how do I get that client? You know, and that's so very important, you know, that's yeah. to connect. And surprisingly, yeah. or not surprisingly, yeah, of the values that you look for an ideal client, we possess ourselves. You know, it's a kind of a version of looking in the mirror. You know, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And James is like, you know, he's your target audience. Yeah, it is very. You have to be very specific on your efforts just to make sure. And we were talking about avatar. Let's define that. You know, the avatar. When I when I look at that, it are really just kind of five things. The first one is like what you already talked about, which is you know who is your audience? Who's your target audience, right? The first thing. Then when you're looking at that, I look at demographics. And for example, if you're, you know, selling makeup nowadays, obviously it doesn't matter who's gender, but specifically makeup is for female too. Is it every day? Is it a show? What what kind of makeup, right? And then you're going to go to skin tone and then you're going to go to, you know, the products itself. Then you're going to look at not only just that, but affordability, right? Who can afford your product or your service, right? You got to look at that. That's part of your avatar, right? And then of course, you know, you you also have to look at like where you're going to market it. Is it just in the US? Is it the world? Is it, you know, because the, the, the law of each country and each continent are different, right? It would be okay in some countries. It won't be okay in another country. So you got to make sure you have somebody that's there. So start, I, I would say start small where you're at, and then grow and make sure it's sustainable, right? What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, that is, that's, that's accurate. Uh, the opposite is true in how you find your ideal client, though, mm-hmm. because it's what you said about your, your, uh, your, your products or service for everybody. Well, that's actually where you start. It's called your overall target market. Who can you, um, without restrictions, who can, who uh, available? So it's like everybody, if you can breathe, then you can use your, your service or product. Then you take it down. And this is a step that we do instinctually. It's like, but who do you prefer to work with? What mm-hmm. industries, what areas? You might as well do things you enjoy. So you break it down. Okay, these are my preferred markets. Then you can look at industry and things like that. Then you start to break it further. I can give you an example, for instance, um, a yoga studio. You've got a yoga studio and you know, who are you looking for? Well, who, who would come there? And it's people looking to maybe be in better shape. Perhaps they just want to be more fluid. They want to move their body easily. They want to be in love with their body better, perhaps. And that falls in, then they want other people, someone else to be in love with their body too. Um, but in their life, and they want to be centered more. So that's a pretty broad range. Their services and their products is good for everybody. But would you market to a 45-year-old woman the same way you would to a 30-year-old male, you know? Your message would be different. Hey, products and service exercises, you're all in the same class, but you're gonna message those two groups differently, right? 
So let's take one more breakdown on that one. So if you've got the 30-year-old male, you've got a couple of versions. How about the weekend warrior? He wants to come in there and he wants to make sure because he's out doing stuff every weekend, but through the week he wants to make sure he's, he's healthy. And then you've got the 30-year-old male couch potato who sits around and really exercises nothing but his thumbs doing gaming. But it's come to his mind that go, you know, maybe it is time that I get in shape. Maybe it is time that I take care of myself. Maybe. So within the demographics, <laughs> you have different values, different messages you get out to. So you've got that one overall, everybody, and then break it down demographically into that. But it still comes down to what do they value? Yeah. It's yeah. perception too, because what I value versus what you value depends on our needs and our perception of what value is. So that's, that's one thing that marketing is really hard. And, and I wanted to actually talk about this because I just got asked Monday, I had a meeting with someone on Monday um, and said, Hey, do you use bots to, um, actually have more following and I was like girl do you see my following I don't have that much following okay I I actually go to profiles and I try to follow people and maybe connect when I see that they're consistent with their messaging and so she's like oh okay and um so now I'm like questioning so all of these people that have like 200,000 300,000 on LinkedIn I'm like so are they all bots like I'm so confused like I thought you have to you know really build your people not like oh it's going to be 20,000 people, but they're all bots. I'm like, huh, is that why LinkedIn is, is, you know, cleaning up their, their thing? I have deleted a thousand of my connection because they've never really, you know, have any conversation with me. So I'm slowly always deleting people sure. as my connection. So when it comes to marketing, I love customization. And I think we have moved really quickly and like hat flashes on like, you know, flash, um, during COVID, I think it's because we went digital almost 100% because right. we couldn't fa see face-to-face. -face. So my next question is, what are some key digital transformation trends that marketers should embrace to stay ahead in the post-pandemic world? Well, I think, CJ, that that also comes down to who are you looking for? You know, do you really need 200,000 followers? You know, who are the people that are important to connect with? And I think social media, LinkedIn, and yeah, I, I do believe they're going through some. I, I think it's a valuable, valuable platform, especially if you're working in, in a business sense. You know, yep. you have to remember, though, it's still individual. We deal on our personal profiles, not our business profile. And that's how we connect with people. You know? Yeah. And so it is good to let people know a little bit more about yourself. Now, look, that said... It's, you know, it's great to show a picture of your dog every once in a while, but if that's your weekly or that's your three times a week talking about my dog or, or showing what you're eating or something, it's like, I don't think that's necessarily the platform to do that regularly. Um, I, I like you are, I, I feel like I'm an educator. I like to put out good information for people, stuff that will really support their business and their growth, you know, and one of the important things to remember about marketing is is it's a transformation it's a transformation from who you are now you're taking your client on a journey into what their vision is of where they'll be in one year three years five years ten years and marketing is the transportation tool that you take them there you know otherwise you're not going to do it 
You know, they're not going to, if they have that vision, it's at the sort, they have the vision, but they don't know how to get there. Right. And so, especially now, I think when we have the, I, what I refer to as the and and we have real life connections still through networking and stuff, but this platform expands our, our, our reach geographically. And I think it's good to use it. I mean, if your business is strictly, it's a, it's a brick and mortar, well, it's very difficult. Unless, of course, you have a whole e-commerce section, too, you know. Um, so I, I think post-COVID, it's utilizing technology, um, you know, in every form. And it doesn't have to be bots. Um, uh, that was, you know, 10 years ago, that was the what they referred to as the black hat way you know you get followers just click here but they have nothing to do with what your business is all about and yeah. that's why it's much better to have a narrow and refined target that you go after regularly and if other people come on that you're not they'll connect with you because you connect with again their values and where they want to go in their business and in their life too yeah as business people and look you've got a family and and I, I'm sure the same as that. I've never been able to separate business and family and go, okay, it's five o'clock, boom, and I don't have to think about business anymore. Now, I do believe that when you're thinking about business, you better be wholeheartedly into it. And the same thing when you're thinking and dealing with your family, be wholeheartedly into it, you know, and uh, and uh, and give it 100%. But I don't see that the two separate life and business, you know. Yeah, here's the thing too that I've noticed is that a lot of people, I feel like LinkedIn is busy with, it's becoming like Facebook. I don't know what how to explain this. Well, there's an element to it without a, without a doubt. And that comes from Microsoft taking it over a few years back too. Yeah, it, it's it's like, yeah. it's. I've seen a lot of bikinis around. I was like, wait a minute, is this Facebook or LinkedIn? I'm in the wrong platform. Why are we having bikinis? Please keep your shirt on. Like, I don't care how hot you are. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, yeah. And the decision on who you accept, you said you've deleted, a, you know, a thousand or so from your list. Well, when I first got on LinkedIn, it's like people told me, accept everybody because it's the first and the seconds and that will lead to. So accept everybody, accept everybody. But I don't think, I mean, there's a lot that I just ignore now. If there's no profile up there and it's like, I'm not even taking the chance that, um, you know, there's some nefarious of, a uh, reason for them to wanting to connect with me, you know, and I don't mean I won't connect with somebody that's only 30, 30 contacts, but if you don't have a, you don't have a history up there that, that is accurate and you don't have um, a good photograph too, and a good banner at the top that says who you are, I'm not sure I want to bother connecting with you because we're busy enough, you know? So mm. I'm like, you touch a really good subject in there. So recently, even then, I've no, I've learned something. So I was at Donald's show and they were talking about the wow factor and how to be grateful. And right. I said, you know, we only think of the great being grateful if it's something good that's happening in our life. But we're never thinking of being grateful when something bad happens to our life. Right. We're always like, I just want to stay positive and grateful for this. But we never say, oh, my God, I'm grateful. I'm like, I lose a friend today. No one says that. Right. But I actually really stop and think I'm actually grateful. I lost a friend. And we're going to talk about what you just said right there, because it does um, affect business and personal. So recently I lost somebody that um, that is a big supporter for me and I support this person. 
It's because, and they have a profile. They have a good banner. They have a profile. They have a little questionable, um, uh, what you might call it, like a background on, on you know, yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. Because they're willing to jump into, you know, audio. They go to WhatsApp, whatever. But if you ask them to turn on their video, because I want to match that person. I can see you, April. You can see me. I want to match this person to the picture that you are claiming you are to be. Right. And if you, if somebody, this is my, this is going to be my pit peeve and you will see it on my tidy cal and all my thing when I'm going to scale up is if you are not going to video call with me where I can see your face, you are not it. You are not in my inner circle. I am not letting you in. And that's my lesson learned that I was grateful for. And Raki, my sister over here, I almost deleted LinkedIn because of that situation. I literally was. And because I don't get my my guest on uh, on he on this podcast from LinkedIn, I get it from somewhere else. And I said I don't need LinkedIn for that. I love LinkedIn because of the people that are here. But right. if the people that are here are not real, what has that got to do with me? Nothing, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. then I also have to look at the flip side. There are I met so many cool people from LinkedIn, right? Yeah, and so yeah, I can't yeah. delete that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's so many people. I, I think back to a conference uh, um, I, I went to. It was in Miami. And it was pre-COVID, probably 17, 16 or 17. And went down there. And I was meeting these people for the first time. Some of these people for the first time. And I remember one of the persons walked in and went, is that you, is Avril? Is that you? Because all I'm, I've ever seen is just your headshot. You know, the one I used. In pro and she said, oh, okay, you're a full person now. And at the time, there was very little video go i wasn't doing very much video and it was i mean the closest you got to zoom was uh, uh well nobody was doing zoom at the time right it was maybe you'd skype somebody but that was about the extent of it so you didn't have this kind of interpersonal connection and i came across an awful lot of that during covid and i'm sure most of you have had the same experience. You know, you do marketing things. A lot of different events and groups came up during COVID to market. And it was all on Zoom. And that was great. And, you know, after about a year or two, we started to, to connect with people live. You'd look at them and realize, oh my goodness, this is the first time I've met this person live. And yet I feel very comfortable. I feel very comfortable that I know them. I feel comfortable that I can come up to them, be a friend with them. And it's mm -hmm. the first time I'm meeting them face to face. So this, yeah. uh, it really, this technology and, and, and things like Zoom and being able to connect like that, uh, streaming like that is so very important. It just expands our reach yep. to people we really want to connect with, our ideal right. audience. Right. So, but you, I just want you to be careful out there putting your hearts in and people that support you and like, yeah, gang ho. And then you ask them to videotape you and they like give you an excuse every single time. Steven mm -hmm. deleted 194 connections. Yeah, I'm still trimming on mine. So if you yeah. see my follow going down, it's because I'm deleting people. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, hey, Christian, I want to um, here. Christian says, hey, big sis, we haven't had a video call. Yes, we haven't had a Zoom, but I see you with your video. You see, when I see right. somebody with their video, I don't have to to know that you're real. I see you're consistently looking the same unless you're avatar and creating avatars nowadays, you know, never know. Um, but at the same time, when you're in video and you put yourself out there like stream, you know, if, if, even if I don't have a video call with you, you see me on YouTube all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, just different makeup, different clothes, different attitude. But it's still me. Right. Yeah. I see you. 
But when someone actually, I don't, there's no, like you Google them, they're non-existent, you know, and then you ask them to video call you, they're non-existent. They're like excuses and they don't have a footprint. Like, come on, we live in a digital world. If I can't find your footprint, something questionable about you. And I'm like, bye, you know, and then they get upset about it. I'm like, dude, if you're not real, then be real because this is it. You know, that's how, that's my rule. And that's my non-negotiable moving forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I curate daily. Yes. Thank you, Raquel. And thank you sister for being there. I was so mad. I could have a punching bag and I, my, my, (laughs) wrist would be bleeding i was so upset and i think it's because i was hurt more than anything yeah and um but i will not be a non-professional and take it to like the platform and cry about it and it's like i just cried my network what's going on and my accent comes out and my language just comes out and my daughter's like mom calm down she wasn't even real and i was like shut up it was real to me well i'm glad you had a punching bag and you weren't kicking one of your four dogs anyway (laughs) (laughs) no they kicked me i have two german shepherds okay um and my english bulldog she's this little and she has the biggest attitude i want to be her when i grow up literally um quality over quantity yes right and and that is the reason why we do that because we want to make sure they're real yeah, it's the reason it's the reason we we want to dig down to find our ideal clients. You don't need any of us in business unless you're selling widgets. You don't need 500,000. You know how many people click in I can get you 15 to 20 uh um you know contacts a day to call. So I couldn't handle that many clients coming in. You mm-hmm. know, we don't need thousands upon thousands of them. Most of us in business, you know. Give me a new one. In, in in our case, give me a new one. Um, full service client, one a month. If we can grow to ten to twelve a year, that's exceptional because then we can really service them, you know. Yeah. And and if you don't, you wind up with what I'm sure you're talking about with Ruth tomorrow is a brand gap from what you tell people you can do to what you actually do, you know. Yeah. And um, you don't want that. No, I, I didn't realize we're having a good conversation. I didn't realize it's almost the end. So I wanted to, sure. to ask you for some business owners, medium to small to gigpreneurs. Yeah. Can you give us three things that you tell your client to watch out for when it comes to marketing, like to be successful? What are okay. the three things? Well, the first thing, and it. And I've already talked about it. it. It's it's really important to know your your purpose. Why are you in business? You know, when you know that, other things start. Your vision, of course. You know, your vision and your mission. I want a quick thing on mission. I can't tell you how many times I hear I read something. My mission is to do this and that. No, if you put in to do, that's a vision. Your mission is what you're doing now. You know, our mission at Viral essence is is what we're doing now. We take the heart, the soul, the very essence of your business and share that vision with the world. That's what we do. Now, our vision is something else. So once you have that, you have your vision, you have your mission, and you understand your core values. What is important? You've just been, in essence, talking here, CJ, about a core value of yours. You want to be able to connect. That's For other people, it wouldn't be that important, but for you... That's a core value. And it's 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 good for other people to know that, you know, and core values as well ought to be all actionable. Mm-hmm. You should be able to make them, 
you know, that, <laughs> and it's one of those things I heard from Simon Sinek once. So if you've got honesty on your wall about a core value, you've got bigger problems in your business because that should be a given. You know, if we're in business, let's be transparent and honest. And again, that comes, I think, to what you were just talking about. Um, you know, the, the transparency, the visibility, the honesty and things like yeah. that. So those are established things. And then from a marketing perspective, yes, know who your clients are. Once you know that, then you can get on the right social media platform, for instance. You know, I'm, I mean, if, you're, if your clients are, um, you know, senior executives and, um, and they're probably, let's give them an age range of 40 to 50 or something like that, chances are you're not going to connect with them on TikTok, you know? So where do they hang out? And that's why I say from a business perspective, LinkedIn is really good. But that's the important thing. Where do you... Don't waste a lot of time on social media. Use it well, you know. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's lead generation is the next biggest thing because that's how you get new clients, right? And, uh, you know, there's a number of ways to do that. But you use platforms like uh, like LinkedIn, like, like, uh, like our, look, there's a number of people watching us today and connecting. And I know we're connected probably with many of them. But you know, these kind of conversations, we go deeper and, and the people get to know you better. And it's building up one of the most foundational things, know, like, and trust. That's who you want to work with, you know? So I think those are some of the biggest ones. And you got to be consistent. Your marketing, there's virtually nothing you can do today to get a client tomorrow. Your marketing is all long-term. And I said earlier, it's really giving you the transformation of, to your your vision about where you want you and your business to be and then how can you take your client there too you know mm, that's people. yeah i love that yeah. um so the i put the three takeaways but i am curious on the lead generation sure. right there's so many lead generators um people on fiber and upwork and also a lot of um customizations now on software yeah. Um, how do you pick which one is a good lead generator? Like, do you guys provide lead generator type of coaching or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it sounds like a broken record, but it really comes back to when you know who your client is, it's so much easier to generate leads of the same type. Mm. Right. I mean, if you're successful in an area, then you pursue that one. You know, and, and that comes down to, again, the target markets. Where do you prefer to work? You know, one of our target markets is the health and wellness industry. Now, that can be pretty broad because it also goes, it could go into the food industry too, right? And so it's where would you prefer to mark uh, to work in, in the areas? And again, that comes back to generally people that you have a connection with. They will have the same values as you too. And if they don't, look, we've, we ever turned down clients. We knew right away it didn't connect with our core value. And as much as we certainly would have loved the, uh, the um, you know, to do the billing and send them an invoice, we knew that, that, that the uh, cost of that would be too high for us, you know? Mm, so yeah. once you know, once you've got all your values down, then you know the people you can connect with. And that's one of the biggest things. And that way you can reach out to them. Now you reach out with email and you can reach out with DMing them on, on something like LinkedIn. But as quickly as possible, you want to get an email for these people because you don't want to be tied to your social media. That's a social media is all a rented platform. You want to own this list of yours. 
And that's how you can continually connect. One of the biggest things, one of the really, if you've, if you've got a newsletter, if you've got a regular thing is communicate with them all the time, you know, and not just about hitting them up. You have something to sell, you know, give them lots of information, you know, and, and don't worry about, I've heard so many people say, Oh, I, I, you know, what, what if I give them too much? And so there's, you can't give anybody too much. All of the information is out there already. It's, how you put your own twist on it. And, and that comes from you personally. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love what Natalie is saying. And, you know, I've worked on my mission and vision. So I have a group, a creators group, and um, I'm literally creating a, like more of a coaching for us Mm -hmm. um, because they're my focus group right now, because I'm creating my membership. I wanted to know what are the pains of being a business owner and what can I do to help them create a video because I can only be available in a certain amount of time. I have families and all the other jobs I do. Sure. So what I want to do is create a video in my membership group where you can have a workbook and you can work with me. But then also once a week, we can meet up and really hone in and saying, hey, this is what we do. Because mm-hmm. often when we create mission and vision, we look at the website of other people and then we're so busy. And you forget that mission and vision is for you so you can scale up. Right. for you to copy externally and extrapolate and make it your own. It doesn't work like that. Okay. Right. It has to be like, yes, you see an example, but it's for you. So you can scale up. It's inside out guys, inside out. It's not the other way around. So um, we have a, a group that I, I'm doing that now before we go, um, mm-hmm. I've always asked my people here, my guest really um, this question. If today is your last day on this earth, what would be your message to your future families? I'm talking about great, 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 great grandkids. Uh, sure. What would that be? Well, that um, great, great question. Um, I, I think it's one of those things that when it comes down to your, your mission, the reason, uh, pardon me, your, your, your purpose, it's got to be much bigger than who you are. You know, so for instance, that that relates to, and I get a lot of people to say, well, my my children are my purpose, but that doesn't work because in your case, once your children are grown up and they're gone, you've still got something here. So what is it that you're creating? Uh, I'd I'd be very happy if what I'm leaving behind in, whether it be courses or things like that for people to carry on, you know, because it's a much bigger purpose than, it's an infinite goal. Business is infinite. You know, it, there's no finite. Our, our our bodies, our lives will end here, but our our legacy doesn't have to end. Nor does our uh, uh, our vision. You know, and and what we leave behind. That's a big. I think that's one of the biggest ones. You know. Yeah, for me, um, if I were to, this is my last message. And I say this is because unless technology and we literally like fall apart, technology will be here forever. Um, this conversation will actually outlive us for sure. And so I always ask that question to maybe uncover for, you know, our future generations to see "Hmm, what were they talking about in 2023 in June, you know? And for me is always follow your heart. Yeah. Follow your passion and don't settle for less. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to know what that is too. A lot of that, the irony is you got to go in to find out, you know, so that's a matter of going in and, and you know, that what's that conversations with yourself, digging into it, you know, asking questions and, 
And that's what I do with our clients too. That's the challenging part. You know, um, I, I did discover that I can be challenging, but that makes me a challenge at times as well, you know, and, uh, and sometimes it's not comfortable for people, but those big questions, it's the ones that you just asked, they're important because it does make people stop and think and not just run, you know, full bore ahead without any, uh, well, one without any consideration of other people too. Yeah. I think sometimes we are so like, I just want to make money. And then you make money and you're like, I just want to help people. Yeah. You're like, how do I do that? Yeah. Right. And you don't know until you know. And that's what I yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. And those are byproducts of your purpose. You know, making money is not it. You're, you're good at your purpose. That will come. It's a byproduct. Happiness is going to be that, you know, you're engaged, you're, you're taking responsibility, you're, you're adding something to the world, you know, I, I think we're all a little happier when we know we can contribute in a bigger way. Yeah. And I, I, I always stand with this, this collaboration over competition. Lachelle um, Atkins always says that. And I totally agree because there's 7 billion people yep. and, in the world and growing. And in LinkedIn alone, we have what, 800 million people here. So mm. yeah. And I only have 3000. So you see what I mean? Like we have a long ways to go. This is a long-term you yeah. know, game. So I do want to, before we go, I want to um, do the Chris questions here. Do you think that business get themselves to be, I'm not sure what that means to to big have clothes. I'm not sure. Do you think business want them to be big? And how do you stay where you don't get big but make money? Um, well, you've got to know the combination of uh, of of all of that, Chris. What's why are you going after that? Does that does that client, even though you may obviously if you're losing money, you're not gonna be in business very long. Um, but are you getting a different kind of return? from them? Are you making a difference in the world? Is it something that will lead to something else? So not everything is all about the money. It's got to be that, uh, that connection you made. And do you have those shared values in it? Um, it's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love what Camilla said. When you know your purpose, it's easier not to get caught up drinking the Kool-Aid. There's so many Kool-Aids out there to oh, drink. Gosh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And great point about stopping and thinking. You do. You need to stop and think and reflect. It's like, you know, when you're running, I don't run anymore because of my scoliosis, but we know when you're running, you can't run all day. You got to stop, drink and, you know, hydrate yourself and then Absolutely. run again. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, constantly. It, it, is, it is so necessary. And uh, look, I, I, have, I have two children. They're both in their, in their 20s now getting on with their life. My daughter's doing her second degree now because to her education is different where my son is, is, is uh, busy and he's getting into management in uh um, actually in his mom's business, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but I talk to them all the time because they're young. I also like to get their feedback on things too, multi-generational, but we talk, I talk to them about their purpose and, and why they want to do things all the time. And, uh, I, I think if we know that better in our heart, we're, we're not, we're not going blindly out there, you know? Yeah. And is there any last thing that you would like our audience to know, or maybe take away or to think about after this show? Yeah, I think it is, is the importance. Know, know yourself that I can't, I, you know, I just cannot um, emphasize that enough. Know yourself, you know yourself, you start to see who, who you connect with and that will only increase your business. You know, it really yes. will. Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest things. Know yourself, 
get to know your clients and then make good, good connections with them. You know? Yes. Yes. It's it's this kind of thing too, CJ, the connections that we make, we make with the people on this um, uh, event here. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest things. make good, solid connections with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And always video call people. Okay, that's what I'm gonna tell you. Audio. Forget the audio. I want to see your face. I want to see your eyes. Is it moving? Is it an avatar? And Avril, last last ditch effort right here. Yes, Are you yes. sure you don't want to sing like Doctor Newbie? Pretty much. <laughs> I love it. I was like, oh man, the stupid song is on my head. Shine bright like a diamond. Like I'm literally singing that. Oh my god. And then she was like, you know, my girlfriend and you know, her husband cheated. And the thing that I was thinking was uh Rihanna, like take a bow, like you're oh, yeah. so ugly when you cry. I'm like, get out of my house. I'm like, oh that, that thing. And then she's like, Oh, she's gonna be single. And then I was thinking about Beyonce, like, I'm a single lady, I'm a single lady. And I was just like, What's wrong with you? I'm like it's Sia in my head and her dang thing about songs. Everything is about songs. And so now I'm like literally singing all the songs. Every time someone says, I was like, okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. That raises you up too. I mean, it's like, you can't feel depressed. You can't do that when you've got that kind of energy going along either, you know, and it it, it goes out to other people. and, And I love that too. Yeah. And if you guys are doing like, audio rooms or video chats or anything and you're nervous just shake it off when you're like really shaking it off and your blood is flowing your heart's pumping and like yeah i'm never seen all that jazz and uh, (laughs) before i went on it's showtime right showtime (laughs) oh my god i love it but it's so nice to have you thank you so much for your time today everybody thank you so much for team replay make sure you guys connect with avril this is avril's um linkedin profile yeah love to connect Perfect. Thank you guys for being here. And I appreciate you guys so much. I will see you tomorrow because Ruth Bay, right, is coming up for branding tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Level Up Podcast Academy today. We dove deep into the realms of personal and professional growth, and we hope you're walking away with a fresh perspective and inspiration. Remember, our journey doesn't end here. Join our Level Up community on LinkedIn, a vibrant space where inspiration and collaboration are the heart of progress. Together, we can push boundaries, exchange ideas, and truly level up in every aspect of our lives. Visit our website, luabydocleland.com, and sign up to become part of a network that's all about growth and connection. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more enlightening sessions and follow us on our social media channels to stay updated. Let's keep the conversation going and continue to rise together. Until next time, keep leveling up. This is your host, Dr. Leland.